Hello everyone, welcome to a special episode of the Tennis Podcast with an Accent. Uh, the Djokovic-Becker separation is still very much uh, the talk of the tennis town. And uh, I decided to do one uh, a solo tonight as Anand's uh, taking the night off. But I do have some of the questions he wanted to bring up in this podcast. Interestingly, Becker uh, keeps finding uh, his way in our podcast. Uh, we've been using him as a reference as he was a favorite player for both of us in the past. And uh, today we'll be focusing more on Becker the coach than Becker the player. Boris Becker's tenure with Novak Djokovic has to be one of the most successful tenures as a coach in recent times, if not the most successful. So Anand's question is, uh, is it fair to just credit or give all the credit to Boris in this? Uh, it's a tough one. Uh, let's go back to the fall of 2013 when uh, Novak Djokovic had lost the U.S. Open Finals to Rafa Nadal. And uh, he was clearly the best player that year coming into the U.S. Open Final, but he was still losing these uh, the most meaningful matches, losing the... Wimbledon final to Andy Murray and then uh, the four-setter uh, lost to Rafa in New York. And after that, uh, something changed. We didn't know that Boris was going to be appointed, but uh, Djokovic went on an absolute tear. Uh, he was ruthless. He won, I think, four tournaments and also won like was uh, four, un- four matches in Davis Cup. And uh, his manhandling of Nadal in the, the Beijing and uh, World Tour finals were in- indications that he is back. And, uh, of course, then the announcement came that Becker joining the team, Djokovic, and even the likes of Nikki Pillage, who coached Becker back in the day, were very skeptical that uh, Becker's kind of a personality who would not be a good coach because uh, he's too mainstream and he always uh, was part uh, of the conversation. So coaching is something that's done behind the scenes and Becker should learn to do that. So all those notions... Uh, went out. Even someone like me, I'm kind of old-fashioned. I thought Becker would fail as a coach. Uh, but uh, now after three years, they have one of the most successful partnerships. But this is a very good question because uh, Marian Vaida cannot uh, certainly be overlooked because he's been with Novak for more than 10 years. And if Becker doubled the slam count, Vaida was there for all all of those. And if Vaida's contributions weren't good, Djokovic would have cut ties. So it's just uh, unfair to say that uh, uh, it's all Boris. Boris obviously uh, brought the big match pen- mentality uh, because something Vaida or other coaches can't vouch for what it must feel before a Wimbledon final or those match points in the semis and you know all the all the all the good stuff. But at the same time, uh, this was a team. I think Becker signed on for 14 weeks in the first year, so it's a long tennis season. So I certainly believe that the timing was also in Becker's favor as uh, Djokovic. Uh, in this phase, has been in his absolute prime. Even when he was losing matches, it was just a matter of time when he will find a way to win those matches. Because uh, uh, since 2011, even though Nadal finished uh, the year's number one, Djokovic has been the conversation. Besides French Open, he's pretty much favored at almost every slam he's entered, uh, more or less. So, Becker's challenge wasn't as uh, similar to the one Ivan Lendl encountered when he took on Murray in 2012. Because Murray was a candidate who was a great player but he was full of self-doubt so he had to teach him how to win in Becker's case uh, sorry in Djokovic's case Becker just came with an edge to play uh, the big points better and just make him overall a more aggressive player believe me I'm not shortchanging but at the same time he had a well-settled team who has tasted success so 
to discount Vaida and uh, the team Djokovic um, is not cool with me. I think it's a collective effort. Becker was the head coach and uh, rightfully so. He deserves a lot of credit. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it's just unfair to give all credit to Boris Becker because, uh, like I've said, Marian Vaida has been the rock and has been there for all of Novak Djokovic's up and ups and downs and uh, he knows the man well. And uh, there's a good probability he will still keep his job uh, once the uh, dust is settled. And uh, God only knows how long uh, Pepe Imas is going to be around. So it's going to be some interesting times in Team Djokovic. And uh, Boris Becker won't be there. But I just want to sh uh, share uh, an experience from uh, the f following Becker as a player. Similar thing happened in 1991 when Becker uh, had achieved his career high uh, of reaching the number one ranking by winning the Australian Open in 91. Uh, he let go of his uh, coach, uh, Bob Brett, right after this very triumph. And in typical Becker fashion, he said, all relationships must end on a high. And it's such a coincidence uh, that uh, Brett accounted for half of Becker's majors. And uh, today, Becker has also accounted for half of uh, Djokovic's majors. So. It's uh, kind of ironical that sometimes life does come full circle. Uh, that time it was Becker the player, and now it's Becker the coach. <laughs> Moving on, the next question. So Anand wants to know, where do they both go from here? And uh, can uh, who wins the next major? I think he's being funny. Uh, so it's pretty clear Becker, I think, has many options. I think he's already, I think, signed back uh, with Sky Network and does BBC uh, during the summer. And uh, he definitely has to be a very sought-after coach. It's like just an NBA or NFL coach, someone who just uh, won a bunch of major championships and now he can just uh, sit back, smoke a cigar. I've proven that. And I'm sure there are already uh, names thrown out there, like Zwerer would be a, a great match for Becker and uh, as a pupil and uh, theme, I personally would like to see him uh, take someone to the promised land, someone like a, a, a Milos Raonic, who's uh, just knocking the door. And uh, granted, he's a one-trick pony, but yeah, Becker partnering him at Wimbledon, getting him over the hump would be cool for me. As for Novak, he's still very much part of the conversation, and uh, I still think he's uh, right up there with Murray, and uh, he still has Marion Vaida in his corner, and uh, they can definitely find a way to reinvent or rediscover that form that took him uh, to all those major titles and made him so dominant. Uh, I don't think uh, anything like a sabbatical of John McIndoe from 1986 can happen to Djokovic, or even uh, the total loss of uh, motivation, what happened to Mats Wilander in '88, could be the case here. Uh, I think Djokovic is uh, far from done, and... Uh, who knows, down the road, if uh, this doesn't really work out, maybe we can see a second coming of Djokovic and Becker. Uh, this should conclude tonight's podcast. Uh, thanks for listening, and we shall do another podcast soon. And it's only 23 days to Hopman Cup. <laughs>